0: Okay, so this episode of A Chat With Pat is brought to you by Liam Bar Creative. Uh, if you want a man who wants to, if you've got a small business and start up a, a little side hustle like we have here with Michael, Liam Bar's your man to get your website going. So check out his Instagram page, hit him up. He's a great man. He'll get your creative tools and creative juices flowing. He, um, yeah, and tell us... What- tell him we sent ya as well. And as well, this episode is brought to you by Kind Fine Clothing. Uh, if you want the sickest vintage threads, uh, Isaac's your man. He has regular auctions, posts a lot of stuff every day. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so make sure you hit him up for great threads. And yeah, we know vintage clothing's come back in. So yeah, rock them hard. So, Introductions out of the way, sponsors are out of the way. Um, I'm happy and grateful, and we'll be talking about a lot. I bit. we'll be talking a lot about gratitude today. I think um, we're having Alira Potter on the show, so thank you for joining myself and Michael. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited as well. Thank you for letting us into your home and. Cozy and Harry Potter yeah. <laughs> in the background. So, if anyone's hearing anything as well, they're running around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. how are you? I like asking my guests how they are. I'm good. I have
1: yeah. a slow week, so it's kind of like really nice, which is so rare for me. Yeah, so I'm really good. Got yeah. up and trained really early, had brekkie yeah, just cruising.
0: <laughs> um, and so things probably haven't been so slow for a while. I mean, you kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, shot pretty popularity a lot and spreading a lot of good vibes when did this kind of all begin oh my
1: gosh it happened i reckon it started happening about 12 months ago yeah that's when everything sort of really started to kick off i was still working in corporate 12 months ago when all we all got sent home
0: corporate history yeah wow
1: so i was in corporate for like five years and then yeah during the black lives matter movement Mm that's when my profile sort of boosted. I was doing a lot of the things that I'm doing now Mm. via my socials, but they just weren't at the capacity as what I'm doing right now, which is crazy. So um, everything has just like blown up (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) And I just sort of have to pinch myself, I think, because I'm like, what the fuck has happened? (laughs) What has happened? Like, it's so crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think like in some ways – it's the, I'll talk about it a bit, it's that positive side of social media where you can kind of have a voice and um, I know, we well, don't like it, like to the other side of the fence, but you can actually utilize it for a positive, very positive mm-hmm. way. Is that kind of how you found things to turn out for you after a while?
1: Mm, yeah, I exactly how I see social media. I'm like, you can yeah. use it one of two ways. You yeah. can just use it to post your food pics and whatever, and that gives you <laughs> a sense of happiness. Otherwise, you can use it to promote another source of happiness. And I mm-hmm. think for me, it was all about I'm going to educate people on culture. I'm going to put out those good vibes. I'm yeah. just going to normalize a lot of things that maybe don't get spoken about out in the real world yeah. if that makes sense yeah. yeah so i sort of utilize my platform for good rather than evil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well like
0: and we, we do hear a lot about the evil though with it yeah. as well and um but like it's a great way that you put it because you know you can either go two ways about it and we always hear about the evil and we always hear about this bad stuff with social media but then you can hear about the positive messages and the stuff that you send but i'm sure that you did that a lot before everything blew up so what was, I guess, Alira before that and your upbringing and everything like that and yeah. background as well? <laughs>
1: oh gosh, where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know. I like look back at my life and I've literally come from nothing. I've literally started from the bottom yeah. and now I'm here. So, you know, single mom yeah. who would like look after me and my sister growing up, we had nothing. Mum was working like three jobs at one point just to put food on the table. It was just ridiculous. So coming from that to be now in a really unique position of being like I'm gonna go buy my first house now like it's kind <laughs> of wild so I, I think my life in between you know growing up and now like I was married at 22 really? and divorced at 26 and then I was like you know explored my sexuality as a woman yeah. when I became single and I was like maybe I like women too and I came out as pansexual or bi mm. um, and I started dating a female and yeah, so I've done, I've done a lot, like yeah. um, and experience a lot too. I lost my mum to cancer at 17 yeah. as well too. So I think that pivotal moment in my life really shaped a lot of things for me and has made mm. me just like this super independent, resilient, realising that life is really too short and yeah. you just have to just do everything.
0: Yeah, mm. 100%. I totally agree yeah. with that. I'll, I'd... Um, like to understand that. I mean, like to understand. I like to think that you probably had a lot of that resilience even before that. Yeah, like yeah. And growing up and just talking about your upbringing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And like being an Aboriginal woman, I think that's like in our mm. blood to just have this resilience and be like, yeah, you've got to fight. You've just got to rise. Yeah. You've just got to be something. And I think that's the way that I've grown up. I've always gone against the grain. If you tell me left, I'm going to go right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to go against the grain completely. Yeah. So yeah, growing up, I think I was a real. Sasspot and a real just like no like I'm you know what do they say you're beating your own drum beating to your own drum or whatever mm. that was me growing up
0: yeah mm. yeah that's and I'm that.
1: still like that
0: a hundred percent do you find it easier to do, be like that now like easier than what you did then or
1: yeah yeah a hundred percent because I think I understood well I understand now my core values my beliefs so I find it easier just to sort of walk through life being like yeah I'm gonna do that no I'm not gonna do that yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, you know, we. All, it's so important that, I mean, it's so integral. I know you, you would talk about a lot in your work, but like being real confident in your values and your core beliefs mm-hmm. and kind of sticking to that. But then there's this awkward um, kind of thing where well, how much of that is actually um, hurting other people? You know, people's core mm-hmm. values and their beliefs, but... You know, it's this uh, awkward balancing that we're seeing in the world today. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, how much, you know, do we get out of that? But it's so important because it drives everything that we do. 100%.
1: And people
0: need to really understand that in, in a big way.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what that's why I've gotten so many cool jobs mm. and why I've just been sort of put on this really unique platform is because I'm like, yep, I know my core values. Yeah. Therefore, I will pick and choose who I work with. I'll pick and choose what I want to do in life, which is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah It's a control Like mm. you can control the controls And your yeah. outcomes As much as you want Yeah You know I put up a post the other day About like victim mentality And mm-hmm. how people like Leaning on those things And feeling sorry for themselves In yeah. a way But you, you in essence have you know and you're a great example of it in the control mm-hmm. of your outcomes you know if you want to control them as much as possible
1: i love i love <laughs> meeting people who have that victim mentality i love it because yeah. as a mindset coach i'm yeah. like well where is that stemming from like yeah. tell me more about that i need to know because i just don't understand why you want to play the victim because yeah. you can like you get to shape and choose your own existence so yeah. Why would you want to sit in that?
0: Where When you talk to people with that mindset, and I think it would be great for a lot of... Because we've into in, I mm-hmm. think, a lot of times. I, I, like, I will put my hand up and do it. Where do you think most of it comes from, from your experiences as a mindset coach?
1: Um, I think the l- majority of the clients, I feel like it's a, it's a childhood. It's yeah. trauma. It's yeah. trauma, 100%. And if it's like unresolved trauma that you haven't gone within or touched on, then you're not going to be able to change it's like you have to get uncomfortable and -hmm. understand why you're playing the victim yeah Mm.
0: yeah so a big sense of vulnerability yeah 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 and um so like when you work with people with trauma and I guess going through your work precisely in mindset coach what I guess is the process you like to kind of follow if without sharing too many secrets I know you probably but what are some of the I guess the pillars that you follow working with people who are facing that
1: yeah well I think for it just depends on the client that's coming through I mean straight up I'm going to say I'm not a psychologist I'm not a counselor I'm not trained in that therefore I'm not going to help you in that field I'm just going to sort of give you the tips tools tricks Mm. for you to really start to thrive in life yeah so I guess it just depends on what the client actually wants from me because I sort of I do mindset coaching in a way where they may come for me, come to me for like spiritual sort of mindset coaching and wanting to sort of step into that space and yeah. deal with a little bit of that shadow work, is what we call it in the spiritual world. Or they may come to me for I just want to be a little bit more confident or empowered yeah. as a woman or whatever it may be. So it just depends on the client.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and. How do you feel? Because my mindset coach can sometimes get a bad rap about that. How do you feel, I guess, in blurring those? I mean, it's great that mm. you say, Look, I'm straight up I'm not. A, that's I think most of them need to do that because yeah. there's too many. I think most of it comes from that get, get rich scheme where people are taking yeah. advantage of people. Mm. But um, where you blur, put those boundaries in, how important is that for you to say, Look, I'm not here? so important yeah (laughs) because
1: i'm such it's so important because i don't want to take on like their energy as well Mm. too yeah and i think it's important to have that like really clear boundary to be like i'm not going to fix you yeah i'm just going to give you tools that i've used that are going to help you thrive
0: yeah Mm. do you utilize like um same because obviously I'm a social worker and it, it kind of, we have that interrelation with mm-hmm. those works and those work like trauma and stuff like that. Um, do you also utilize the boundaries in clientele? It's like, I can't be a friend. I'm not here to help my friend. It's all um, uh, oh, is it or different. I think
1: it's a little bit different in the coaching yeah. space. I think we do have boundaries 100%, but also like I love really getting to know the client. Like yeah. I want to know why they've actually come to me, why they're investing their money. Mm. in me to help them so i think yes there's boundary bits, but also it's like oh it's okay to just get to know them on a personal level mm. yeah
0: and then that's a big thing that's oh, i think is um the whole world's missing out in the way there's no there's, there's no genuine interest and curiosity in people mm-hmm. yeah as well and yeah. um i don't know if it's because people struggle with them themselves or mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of lining up where you had this enlightenment period and then, mm-hmm. you know, you found out who you really were and this is what I want to do. I mean, yeah. people need to go through that, I think, to yeah. find those next steps.
1: I know. I just – I always think, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I don't know how people can go through life and not do their healing mm. and not, like, deep dive and get uncomfortable to be better humans. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you ever think about how different things could be mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely,
1: 100%. Yeah. But I think also, like, I'm at a point where I finally surrounded myself with people who want to be better, want to do better, want to make changes, want to go, like, and understand their childhood trauma and things like that. Yeah. So, I think I've really been like, yep, these are the people I need to surround myself with because yeah. I don't want idiots surrounding <laughs> me that just don't want to do the work.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you have idiots at some point?
1: hmm yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty like open and transparent on socials and, you know, any podcasts that I yeah. chat to and, and things like that. But I went through a really dark period right after my divorce. This is yeah. only a couple of years ago. And it was probably about 12 to 18 months of me just severely drinking every weekend, Uh, um, going on massive benders, doing Mm. a mass amount of drugs. Just I was ruining myself. And it wasn't until it was like a really, I think it was a long weekend. And I just woke up at the end of a four-day bender. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? Like this is, I'm really running myself into the ground. And then I had this moment of, okay, you can make the change. You need to like realize that the people that you're hanging around with are really shit influences on you and you need to get rid of that. And it's going to be really lonely. It's going to be really tough but you're gonna come out like full shining. So I had to give myself a pep talk mm. to be like, yeah, like you've got this, it's okay. And then once I started doing that, that's when I lent in all the spirituality sort of side because yeah. I needed to remove alcohol, drugs, partying and fill it with something else. So that's when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna lean into the spirituality side of things. That's when I became a mindset coach and I really just, everything opened up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. What was the hardest bit at the start of making that decision? I mean, Um, obviously, like it would have been some parts of quite uncomfortable, but I mean, what were the first steps? within those first steps, what were some of the hardest things you had to do to take take control of your life?
1: I think it was just like understanding that I can say no to people because I, people would be like, come out on the weekend. It's so fine. Like, come get drunk. yes, man. and Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, like it's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. So when I realized I could say no, I was like, yep, that's fine. It's okay. And these people, they don't need to be in your life anymore. It's okay. Yeah. I really had to be like, you're going to create space for better humans to come on in. Yeah. Like you don't want to end up in this cycle like these people are.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's a funny one because um, there's this patch, oh, I think, and you know, I went through it, I guess, in lockdown and stuff like that, where, you know, those, those 20s patch mm-hmm. where I think it goes one way or the other. And I've got someone to other some theory about it where, you know, you can either continue on this cycle mm-hmm. and, you know, Neanderthal through things and be like, oh, you know, oh, I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. It's okay. Self-sabotage kind of thing. Or you can kind of get the best out of yourself and control your circumstances and flip yeah. the script on things like like you did as well. Yeah. It's, it's such a funny one. The the drinking and the alcohol mm-hmm. and um, well the yeah, drinking and the drugs and, you know, that classic stage, which a lot of people do. And you see it on social media so much and you just mm-hmm. think like, you know, how much of that? Is just self-sabotage. Like yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. obviously you can have fun and have a good time. I've seen your socials. Oh man, I'm yeah. I'm a shocker for it. But there's there's got to come this wedge. I think at, yeah. at some point. I don't know, maybe I'm just being a bit boring, but that's no, just. What
1: I no, no, I like completely agree. And like, I'm not opposed to like partying. Yeah. I just know yeah. my limitations. Yeah. And like, I was really open on socials. I posted a really raw post yesterday by saying, Yep, I slipped into my old ways in the last month. Yeah. And I'm realizing my trigger was stress and that was my outlet. Yeah. So I was like, Yep, cool. Like, you need to make change. And I think this time round, I sort of reached out to my close mates and said okay i'm actually not okay at Mm. the moment i need support like can we cut back on the drinking and they were like oh my god yes absolutely like we could see that you were like slipping but we didn't want to say anything so full transparency Um, those networking yeah Yeah. which was awesome so i think if you can um, you can make yourself accountable in that respect like the world is your oyster
0: yeah yeah what do you think (coughs) with um, I guess the the male side like us mm. it's a different dynamic is that fair to say with those things um, as well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on those things with I guess guys trying to you know put those boundaries and especially mm. like with Dry July that coming up and it being Men's Health Week just yep. recently what are some of the things you've experienced that are quite different your thoughts on that with guys and their ways like that as well and yeah. yeah
1: I literally had this conversation with a male friend the other yeah. day he was like love catching up with the boys, but like there's sometimes where I don't want to catch up with the boys because I get pressured to drink. Yeah. And I was like, well, just tell them. Tell them we don't want to drink. And he's like, Alira, seriously. Like, do you know how hard that is to say to a bunch of like blokes? Yeah. And I was like, well, be the difference. Like go against the grain and say, no, look, I don't want to drink. Yeah. So I think, yes, I feel like men do have a lot more pressure in that regard. But I think there is some cool blokes coming on through by socials that are really like want to make change and things like that. But yeah, men's health week. That w- yeah, interesting.
0: It is interesting. It is.
1: I like yeah, it is interesting. I have a lot to say about that, but maybe that's for another
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from communication. Like, mm-hmm. It's I've had Definitely experiences even with myself. Where you're just too fearful to even say anything and just yeah. be transparent. And then you know we talked about before, off air like the conformity comes from um, the conformity comes from everyone else that's not drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean that is drinking kind of thing. Like yeah. oh you gotta come over, you gotta you know oh, why aren't you? Why aren't you? Why are you doing? Like the awkwardness with them yeah. having someone that's doing a good thing and just wanting to take some wellness, the time mm-hmm. off. Um, that's the uncomfortability, I, think, yeah. I really think, especially males really struggle with that. They do.
1: And I just yeah. want to say to males, like, yeah. just come on, just like, just do it. Just say, yeah. like, I don't want to drink. I just want to, like, work on myself. Yeah. There's nothing more sexier than a bloke saying that. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And even if you don't want to it announce, like, I've seen, um, you know, a lot of people love putting stuff on social, like social yeah. media to kind of, like, um, it's it's good in a way and not mm-hmm. but they're disclosing that look, I'm doing this challenge is just for me. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone in a way. But it's even sexier when it's like, Oh, you know, I'm not gonna put it out there, I'm just yeah. gonna just grind and do my yeah, own yeah. thing and yeah. And hustle. Yeah, and yeah. I think and we're talking about before, like I think with the lockdown it went one way mm-hmm. or the other with these things where people fall into those bad habits because mm-hmm. people are still gonna find their supply, people are still gonna find the bottle. Yeah. That money's still going somewhere, like yeah. no matter how you say it. But then people um, can go the other way It's like Oh well, what do I really believe And what are my true values exactly. And what do I want to get out of it as well
1: Yeah And I think that Like last year Was such a year for people To get a bit woke
0: Yeah And being <laughs> like <laughs> Don't get me started On yeah. the woke again. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I just think a lot of people, well, a lot of people around me had lots of like realizations of just Mm. being like, okay, I really need to change some things. Like the relationship that I'm in is not the greatest. So, I need to like fix that. And Mm. like a lot of my friends quit their jobs because they were like, yep, this made me realize I don't want to be in the industry that I'm in. And I was like, this is kind of amazing. Mm. Yeah.
0: Did you... I'm having a great guess here. Did you have that feeling job-wise in the corporate world? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I... I have always known that I was going to work for myself from a really young age. Like mum asked me, what do you want to be when you're older? And I would be like, famous. (laughs) And everyone was like, you know what? Yeah, there is something here. And last year, it was almost like this moment of, I reckon I'm going to wake up one morning and I'm just going to quit my day job. Mm. I'm going to quit and I'm just like, the security's gone. yeah. The weekly income's gone, but I'm just going to do it because I know I'll be better off. Wow. And I literally woke up one morning in August and I was like, today's that day. I'm just going to resign. And I remember like texting my dad and being like, I'm going to resign (laughs) my (laughs) like really good job and he was like you're crazy but go Mm. for it and i was like all right cool i'll just do it i'll just do it yeah best thing i ever did
0: do you remember when you did it and how you did it yeah i remember
1: (laughs) just like being on like zoom with my boss and being like so wow i'm (laughs) gonna like because we were still all like at home i'm like i'm i'm quitting today like i'm done and he was like are you sure i was like yep 100 percent." i I said, I can't keep up with the demand of everything else that I'm doing externally at the moment. I'm feeling really burnt out. And I just think this is where I need to disperse my energy mm. into my branding, into what I want to do. And yeah, I just yeah.
0: did it. It's almost same like though on that side of things that you had this thing creeping on your shoulder externally saying, Look, I've got so much work outside mm. of this. Why not? There's no exactly. ba- It's like, it's like almost a calculator risk in a way.
1: It is. And everyone was like, What are you gonna do about money? Like you've got a really good paycheck. And I was like, hmm. I was like, money will come in. Like mm. money will come in and it's okay if it's slow, it's so fine. Yeah. Um, and the other week I had a meeting with my accountant and she's like, You realise that you've like hit six figures? Oh. And wow. I was like, Oh my God, yeah. like what the hell? So I think it's just the risk that you take. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. money
0: ever at the forefront for you in that decision making
1: process? 100%. Growing up, like super poor, growing up Aboriginal, like money was just never something that was always there. I wasn't, yeah. you know, from a privileged background whatsoever. So 100% I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to end up like homeless or, or I don't know. But I was like, no, universe will have my back completely. Mm-hmm. Universe will have my back because I'm putting it out there and saying this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go.
0: Was, and how much of that was from your upbringing like? The Relationship with money and not having so much of it, and thinking, geez, I've got this steady job, I've got a good job, and yeah, to throw this all away.
1: Exactly. I had to switch my mindset to be like, no, like, you're not happy, your happiness is number one,
0: mm. and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Have you? I mean, I'm um, I think at the whole world, you know, like, not the whole world, like, it's, there's this story that we have, and I'm really, um, I love Have you heard James Smith? No, I'm obsessed with him. He's that, oh, you might see his rants, okay. and all my people. All my mates and that. No, I'm obsessed with him. But he wrote Not a Life Coach. You might have seen the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He talks about this theory. It's the sunk cost fallacy where people are so invested in something, but only because they've been in it for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like yourself, a corporate job, like what? how many years? Yeah. Um, like. I guess, met myself back home working. I could easily stay in the hospital and mm-hmm. work on social work for 10, 20 years. But people stay in this uh, web because they've invested only so much time of it. Same thing with yeah. relationships. It's like, uh, um, well, how long have you have been with him? For oh, 10 years. I'm not really happy. I want to break up with him, but I've been with him for so long. People are really yeah, nah. different. Like, they're just only staying in it because of the amount of time they've invested into yeah. it. And I think people get so easily stuck into that when they make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. It's so interesting. I'm
1: just like risk it, just <laughs> risk it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Sometimes exactly, you ask and that's yourself. What I say what's the worst thing that could have happened. Oh, I go and get a job at Coles because I'm <laughs> yeah. not making enough money. Like it's mm, yeah yeah So... But I'm, I'm sure not,
0: someone else in the corporate world would have taken it as well. Yeah, yeah. like
1: exactly. So yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah. Pretty cool. The last like twelve months. Yeah, yeah. Really
0: cool. Now, um, how important? I guess when you are going through these cycles of like relapse or stress mm-hmm. or busyness, just you know, just life, like life, like the tough things you go through, is I guess people's processes and structures of self-care. Mm-hmm. How important like is that for people, and how can we kind of increase that with ourselves? Because I think sometimes we get lost a bit, lost away from it, because it's the easiest things to just get away from. Yeah. Um, how important do you promote those things, and what are some ways people can? increase that in a way
1: yeah I mean I may not be the best at like, doing <laughs> self-care but like I know when I need it yeah you know when I need it it's a tool um and I love sharing with people and just being like superhuman in that yeah. regard and saying yep like I'm not the best at self-care but like here's what I do and this is why we should do it but I think boundaries is the number mm. one thing when it comes to looking after yourself self-care like your mental health whatever it may be I think last year was such a burnout year for people Mm. because people couldn't separate their work and their home space. So, a lot of people work straight through the year. Mm. And like this whole, like, I think the first six months of this year, I just watched all my friends just like burn out. Really? And I'm like, like, guys, you haven't had a moment to really like, you know, inhale, exhale, like Mm. just take a moment. Mm. So, I think understand your boundaries and understand where you might be like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just not feeling 100% yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what if people... Yeah, it's drug... Because what if people don't have that self-awareness? No. And they just fall into that cycle so yeah. easily. Yeah, exactly. It's even... um somewhat more frightening in a way <laughs> sorry the dog's just <laughs> playing with a toy in the background having a good time Oh my God. um as we were saying like that self-awareness is probably the biggest and hardest step though, mm. to take i think yeah like with self-care yeah so definitely like. do you meditate and things like that and tools like yeah like that i like
1: well? tell people meditation is yeah. like the best thing that i ever started doing and then because I'm a meditation teacher as well too it's the best thing I ever studied because it's like I don't know you can utilize it for so much more than just like calming down yeah as well too which I really love so yeah meditation I mean like little things like I love taking my Dog for a walk. That's a form of like self-care. That's me getting outdoors and just getting a little bit connected.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Physical activity is a big one. We've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just like those simple little things.
0: Yeah. And um, people love uh, dressing it up. In, mm-hmm. With meditation, or yeah, yeah, um, you know, it's almost been come this thing that's cool to do, but it, it shouldn't be that, yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: a, a buzzword, yeah, I mean, 100%. It's a woke word now, like, yeah. oh. I meditate like
0: it's really essentially, and like you play, you know, just focusing, you know, doing nothing, mm-hmm. like, it's the, the art of just um which a lot of people last year would have hopefully had a moment to do yeah. but really being with your own thoughts and finding out mm. what what's what's your own beliefs and making up your own mind about yeah. things because we just get infiltrated so much about this is what you gonna do mm. you, know, you gonna be here on time and yeah yeah, yeah. um meditation was how many things interesting thing you mentioned what are some other things you can utilize it for other than just um, using that, like, um, I guess, to calm down. Yeah.
1: Well. I mean, like I obviously use it for like when I'm really anxious. That's yeah. like a big thing. Um, I used it to really reprogram my brain yeah. because there is science behind it. You can fully like unpack a lot of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I found so that- So the healing side of yeah, things. Yeah. The healing side of things as well too. That's yeah. why I started really utilizing it. Um, but I think people think meditation is like, you have to sit there for 20 minutes and fully zen out. <laughs> a form of meditation is you going outside and just like putting your feet in the earth. Yeah. And just like checking in with all your senses. Like earthing and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's like a form of meditation. Yeah. So they're the, re- they're the things that I do to like meditating quotation marks. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the healing side of it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Cause, and it is a tool like. People it don't is. have to do it every day, like it's great, it's a bonus, mm. but you can just walk outside and like Headspace do amazing, yeah. Um, I don't know how you feel about apps, yep. meditation. Um, it's funny how we got to use an app to yeah. <laughs> just breathe and well, take use, it in, but yeah, I
1: use Insight Timer, that's really yeah. good for meditations, yeah,
0: yeah. And then, um, it's great that we can just you know reset and have this mm-hmm. availability, it doesn't have to be sitting down and breathing and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's just on your walk, disconnecting from it's everything else. It's just
1: like taking a moment for you and being connected with yourself mm. because you're right, there is no self-awareness yeah. whatsoever with anybody at the moment. Yeah. That it's just like, just take a moment to check in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. Um, and then also going back, I guess, how you – and I guess your journey and, and things like that, going back to those stages when – you did um, take that step and say no to everything Mm -hmm. else. Um, How did you, I guess on the business and marketing side of things, how did you really put yourself out there? Because there's that stage where you've got to really analyze and think about, well, if I'm going to do this, I've got to really make that process. For anyone else who wants to take that step, how did you go about Mm -hmm. it in a way? This is like my favorite topic. Yeah. (laughs) and
1: money. Um, Well, I... I had a background in curve modeling. Yeah. So I knew that I could leverage off that.
0: Yeah. And what is curve modeling? So, like <laughs> for
1: women who, and it's so shitty to say yeah. that it's it's like 12 plus yeah. in, in clothing sizes ah, yes. yeah, got in yep. um so i thought
0: it was some like branding theory oh. and i just completely <laughs> totally lost <I> although like, this is a corporate coming out no <laughs> no well i did like
1: yeah modeling yeah. on the side so yeah. just like modeling clothes or whatever yeah. and i knew i could leverage off that a little bit yeah um and then i guess with all the mindset coaching and things like that i was like this is a great space because so many people want to utilize a coach at the moment yeah. especially last year and then i opened up my books for readings i do intuitive readings yeah. um and healings and things like that so i think from a business and marketing perspective when the black lives matter movement happened yeah. my brain went straight into marketing and i was like all right how how can we utilize this? Your platform is growing rapidly Mm. and it's growing because people are loving what you're putting out there. Mm. Let's roll with this. Let's like see what we can like put out there into the universe. And I think people really appreciated the education that I was putting out there, Mm. the work that I was doing. And then it just so happened that it was just like celebrities started like sharing my posts. And I was like, great. This is relationships. This is networking, blah, blah, blah. Brands were reaching out, blah, blah, blah. Like it just blew up. To the point where I was like, okay, I need like management. Yeah. I need proper management now. Um, and my manager's awesome. She does all like the back end stuff. Yeah. But I just yeah, I'm at this point now where it's just like it's like huge.
0: <laughs> it's
1: huge. And my face is like the brand and the marketing, I guess, now. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you still feel do you feel fully confident in that? Like the face of the branding? Like there'll be some times where it's like you said, a whirlwind and it's like, wow, I'm a bit, you know, I'm not used to this and is it taken back sometimes?
1: A hundred percent. Like I was in Vogue last year like, and I was just like, whoa, what the hell? (laughs) Great. Like this is crazy. I have those moments all the time and I think that's what, really keeps me super humble through this. Mm. I mean, I could be out there driving a Range Rover and being an absolute wanker, (laughs) but I choose not to. (laughs) I choose not to because that's not me at all. Um, And I think it's just the people that I've surrounded myself with as well that have made me realize, yeah, you can have it all, but you can be super humble during the process. So Mm. I have those moments like, oh my God, this is like crazy. When I got announced as the face of the body shop, that was insane mm. like my face was plastered everywhere and on billboards and I was just like wow this is like crazy
0: yeah yeah wow, it's were some of the biggest networks I guess that you've made and worked with and mm. things like that on the branding and marketing side of things
1: yeah so body shop has been like the biggest one mm. I mean I've worked with like I've got a really good relationship with cotton on at the moment um, I've just signed to Hype the Shoes Mm. as one of their faces. Congrats. It's pretty cool. Like I'm just doing like lots. And I think it's just like it's overwhelming that I forget who I formed relationships with as well, too. Um, I'm releasing my book next year, so that's another relationship. (laughs) Yeah. That's another relationship. I think I don't know. It's just sort of weird to think I was just this like you know, girl living in this like regional town. Now it's like I'm getting flown to Sydney to like hang with this one, land mm-hmm. that one. And like I got flown to Byron Bay the other week for one night for mm, work wow. just to rock up to an event. And I sort of had this moment like this is my job. This yeah. is my job.
0: There's a lot of gratitude in that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: lots of cool relationships yeah. have been built and will just
0: keep building. When you build those professional relationships, do you – make those decisions based like obviously more about the company and their Mm -hmm. mission statement and what they stand for instead of – well, I like to think instead of just the product and stuff like that, more behind the community side of things. Yeah. Yeah, do you try to look for more more into that with businesses and branding Mm -hmm. or is it just like – Whatever you like, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, though. yeah,
1: good question. Because um, I get this a lot. Yeah. And my answer is like, I do my research on yeah. every single brand before I sign anything. Yeah. Because I just want to make sure that they're not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So it's important for me to do the research. Yeah. 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 It's so.
0: And because it reflects on your own brand as it well, does. your network.
1: It's like my face with a brand. And if they've had like <laughs> horrible media or they've done something that's just not in line with my values, is, yeah. then like I'm going to get pulled up from mm. community. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah.
0: And it does, especially with like all this like cancel culture mm. and things like that. It's almost like <clears throat> um, it's taken out this other side of forgiving away. Like it's almost like we can't tread what's this awkward thing. Just say Alira signs mm-hmm. with a, a business that 20 years ago said some raucous political thing that's mm-hmm. not right now. It's, it's funny how it's taken away this side of um, forgiveness for mm-hmm. people and it's completely lost this intuitive, um, deep and meaningful thing where we should do as humans and now yep. it's filtering into organisations. But, yeah. you know, I could have only imagined for you, like, <coughs> you're getting caught, caught in that at some time. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I mean, like,
1: the beauty of, I guess, being Aboriginal is, like, community will pull yeah. you up. pull you up and I guess I fall into like multiple minorities I'm within the LGBTQI space as well too so I have to be careful about which brands I work with in that space so it's tricky I mean like I'm not gonna name the brand but like I've had this brand contact me probably like maybe six or seven times wanting to work with me like big money and i'm like no you've done wrong in the past i'm like i'm not interested yeah and they're like let's get on a zoom we want to show you how we've done better and i was like i can see from the outside looking in you guys have not done better yeah so i won't work with you yeah yeah
0: and then um you know it's different if a company does come and they have made some positive changes yeah yeah you know they've been called out and it's like i'll work with them you know, yeah yeah 100
1: percent. Yeah. and there's so many brands that i do work with that yeah. like they'll you know send my manager an email to be like tell lira you know we've done wrong in the past but we're like doing this and doing that and i'm like awesome let's have that conversation yeah yeah
0: 100 i don't yeah.
1: care like how much money is involved in a job if it's if a business or brand has done wrong in the past in terms of lack of diversity or whatever yeah. it may be like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna work with them. yeah yeah
0: yeah and not just um and the big thing is, like you said, in the past, like if they've historically
1: mm-hmm. did that, and it's
0: not just because they're jumping on the ship now. which yeah. I think more people get caught out about. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now you talked. a great, great point about like your identity and mm-hmm. really finding out where you fit it in, and mm-hmm. you've got you find Alira's got you know her f- a finger in every pie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, when w- with that, I mean, how important and how much. With a different dynamic did it come from being you know binary and lgbt mm-hmm. community and then also being indigenous women i mm-hmm. mean how much difficulty was that managing that within yourself and being real confident with yeah. that as well yeah and, mean, and, and with the community yeah. how did they take out and take that as well
1: yeah i think i don't know i like really struggled with identity growing up yeah. as an aboriginal woman just because like there was never any positive i don't know Positive talk about Aboriginal people, as in,
0: like, struggled to be like really connect with it in yeah, in that and that sort of thing. And well, be
1: like okay to be like I am Aboriginal and I am proud. Like mm. I would never say that growing up. I really yeah. struggled with identity. Probably wasn't until I was like in my early twenties I was like, okay, you need to be like okay with who you are because like this is a part of you and you can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as we <laughs> like, can't change it. it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I sort of like grew that confidence and sort of really stepped into that Aboriginality, I guess, mm. and really deep dive within the culture of it mm. as well too. And I was like, I'm in a really unique space. Like I can really decolonize certain spaces as well yeah. too as an Aboriginal woman, which I thought was really important. And I think within the queer space as well too, that's really important yeah. for me to be that representation because I want people to know that it's like it's A OK to like males and it's A OK to love females because it's about yeah. energy at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's about, like, who you connect with and stuff like that. Yeah. And
1: I think I sort of had to hit rock bottom within myself to realize I'm a really, like, beautiful person. And, like, Mm. I just need to take ownership and own, you know, just, yeah, take ownership. And once I sort of, like, spreading that out to the world and on social media, it was just coming back to me tenfold.
0: Yeah. 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 And I can only exactly come back tenfold make you more assured and confident yeah. in who you were and the, the choice you made and all those kind of yeah, things yeah definitely how did i guess the dating sexuality stuff in comparison from when you got divorced because that that's <laughs> such a complex thing like different thing like oh my god. the changes and make like how if you can talk about how different is it and yeah you know and just the whole dating space now oh my how god much is the complexity about that it's yeah. so
1: crazy so I love this conversation because yeah. I say to everybody, I was this like housewife. I was like married. I was with someone for 10 years. I was super introverted. The I classic just, like scripted. Yeah, do things, yeah. Just like did my thing, whatever. And I think my like beautiful ex-husband gave mm. me this expectation that all males were exactly like him. And he was beautiful. He was just like did everything. He was sweet and he was kind. He respected women. So I just assumed all males were like that because I didn't date prior to him because we got together so young. Oh really? Yeah. So when I became single, it was like I've been thrown in the deep end. Yeah. My mates were like get on Tinder, get on Bumble, like have some fun. Mm. And that's when I was like, wow, there's some real <laughs> Yeah. There's some real like idiots out there. <laughs> so did, like
0: But that did that make you miss him like him even more in no. some way? <laughs> no. no, no. Oh, I mean Yeah, No,
1: absolutely not. Um him and I were not Made for each other And yeah. we both Respectively say that Like
0: mm. How much of it was um, How is it Like I guess that, that common script In society Like you were just following Like we yeah. should say together We can And you know How much of it was just that
1: It was literally that We just got together So young at 17 And then yeah. We just Just did that What you do with yeah. society And then Yeah we just I don't know One day we both Were like We're not happy
0: mm. Like we should split
1: up And we just did like, yeah. mutually just like, yeah, cool. Like, we'll get the divorce papers and that was it.
0: Yeah. Right. And it was awesome. Like, yeah. great.
1: So awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Almost like liberating in a
0: way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so liberating. Especially
1: yeah. as a female to have that conversation mm-hmm. and walk away from a relationship that you're not happy in. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when you, I guess, I mean, dating in general now, mm-hmm. do you help people with that as well? And do um, people come and ask for you? Or is it just, how do you see that whole?
1: I feel like I'm... I don't know. I think maybe because I've, like, been through the ringer with dating, like, Mm. I will share my experiences and, like, maybe touch on it a little bit. But dating is hilarious. Yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's really, it's tricky actually dating as a black woman. Yeah,
0: I was about to ask. And, and as a <coughs> binary woman. Yeah, well, like
1: yeah. it's really, really tricky. It's yeah. super tricky. How so do you,
0: I mean, how do you conf- confront that? Is it just full transparency?
1: Yeah, like full transparency. And I think it's really hard to find woke blokes. As, <laughs> as bad as that sounds to <laughs> yeah. me. It's like, I don't know how many dates I've been woke on. Woke blokes, that's got a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been on so many dates with guys and they're just like, oh, like, australia day and i'm like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. great <laughs>
0: another colonizer yeah. see you later yeah, mate yeah. um
1: yeah so it's tricky but yeah i'm not dating at the moment i'm like full just like in the alira zone at the moment because yeah. it's too much energy for me to disperse mm. when another person's not giving me that energy back
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just a um point of diminishing returns mm-hmm. there's no, there's exactly no, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and i sort of like i suppose clients do come to me because yeah. they're wanting to find a little bit of Love and mm. I will be like, okay, I'll teach you my ways in how I manifest love. I can 100% teach you that, mm. but you have to be really assured in yourself before you mm. bring another human into your existence. Yeah, mm. that's
0: the old, like, the old classic, I guess, rebound relationship mm. kind of thing we see so often. It's yeah, because you know, you, people love that assurance, and mm. a lot of that, honestly, is attachment and people falling into trauma and stuff like that because they feel as if they need to have someone there a lot of time and like I've definitely been caught up in it I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. have sometimes and then you know there's the classic non-committal bloke that we've all (laughs) seen all the time and you know it all comes back to that attachment thing Mm -hmm. and and being okay what is your issues and You know, how can you solve it and how can you move it forward? And it doesn't have to be in that healing way. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very tricky. And it's very tricky dating for me at the moment. Like having this like presence on social media and this like, I don't know, like men find it really uncomfortable Mm. that I make more money than them.
0: Yeah, that it's too, that classic ring. Which
1: me. I love because I'm like, you're stroking my ego now, mate. Like, the fact <laughs> that I make more money than you is like, great. Well, oh, the fact they even
0: care though. Yeah, that's, that's like, like a red flag. My, it's, a, it's a, um, you know, who really gives a fuck exactly. about money? Like, exactly, Um But it's this weird thing, yeah, dating and it's just relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, oh where God. we get constructed yeah. this form of what it should be and even friendships and stuff like that mm-hmm. where, yeah, it's just... um. It's completely, it's different. It's yeah. completely different, especially at a young age, you know, through those 18 to 20s and oh go God. through about what really, what it really means. Exactly, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with um, social media? I mean, it's been a big talking point now mm-hmm. with, I mean, like especially sporting athletes and I guess mm-hmm. with figures on social media, have you ever had to deal with like, I guess, nasty messages or stuff like that?
1: And mm-hmm.
0: and how do you c- deal with that in yeah. a way? Because man, I couldn't... Because there's also, even though there's a lot of reward in putting yourself Mm -hmm. out there, building this massive identity and massive influence on social media. But then there's this other side where unfortunately you just got to deal with dickheads.
1: There's a lot of shit on the other side. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really fortunate. I haven't had a lot of trolls. Yeah. I just have a lot of people that give me unsolicited advice. Wonderful, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't ask for that. But thanks. Mm. like. I wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't do that to me. Like if I was walking down the street, why would you do that on my social media? Yeah, it's a big um, thing. I get like funny trolls. Mm. Like I've had a video go viral of Cosmo when he just got groomed. And I was like, I uh. couldn't speak because I was like laughing so much. Yeah. Cause I just was like, this is not my dog. And someone just wrote like the nastiest comment. And I was just like, you're obviously like taking the video out of context. Like just chill yeah. for a moment. Um, but I think people are always going to have their little opinions. I've just realised that it's a grain of salt. Yeah. It's like you can project your, your shit on me, but I'm not taking it.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, especially with like a woman like you with a yeah. lot of influence and stuff mm. like that online, it's kind of like, yeah, that grain of salt thing where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I can bite back. Yeah, so yeah. So, I'm really going to get you anywhere. Like, I've never commented on anything. Like, I get... Um, like, sporting multi is a bad one. Like, who gives a, who gives a shit? Like, yeah the athlete, yeah. they're still human at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, who gives a shit about one leg of you multi? Or, like, people that write opinions on... Yeah. On, like it's sad enough that they've had to go out mm-hmm. of their way to comment on something, like the, the joke's on them more than anything else. Yeah, like yeah, That they have to get on their phone, troll about someone it's else.
1: It's just like, oh my gosh. You know, about the crap life
0: that they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's great that someone like, you can reverse that and have like that mentality about, well, it's a grain of salt. And yeah, just, yeah. You know, I've put myself in this position and I'm empowered. And exactly, it's the right, yeah. The way I want to do things. 100%. Yeah. How, I mean, going back again, with the loss of your mother Mm -hmm. and with cancer, Mm -hmm. um, how much of that do you think filtered in through your use of like drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. like that as well? Was that your way of coping? Mm
1: hundred percent, definitely. So when she passed away, I uh, like suffered PTSD. I was just like depression kicked in, anxiety kicked in. I was really suicidal. I just wasn't myself for a couple of years. And then I sort of found my feet. And then sort of after the divorce, I think that's when a lot of trauma came back.
0: Was that like a trigger for you in a way? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh my God, like everything just kept sort of coming up. Like the grief, I hadn't processed the grief enough. And I don't think we really process grief in a short amount of time. I think you're sort of stuck with it for the rest of your life and as shitty as it's sounds Do it sounds. very
0: differently too like in some co- in this yeah. Western culture and compared mm-hmm. to others, yeah.
1: Yeah. So definitely the alcohol and drugs were that outlet for trauma one hundred percent and dealing with grief. But I think people are like when I tell them, you know, if that event event, if that situation didn't mm. happen my mum like dying, mm. then I I like wouldn't have this beautiful life to sort of share with the world, no. and I get booked for events to go and speak about grief and empower women especially yeah. to just not sit in a deep dark hole,
0: yeah, and just
1: like live their life because that's what their mum would have wanted,
0: yeah, 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 exactly. What do you think she would say about Lyra now?
1: Oh my God, she'd be like, she would. I feel <laughs> like she'd be like, yeah, we. We joked about it but here we are. Like, yeah. Said <laughs> it with an eye roll. Yeah, saying with an eye roll. Like all my family say that. They're like, yeah. Oh look, you did like manifest yourself being, you know, famous in quotation marks. I'm like, Yeah, like yeah. I'm known for the work that I'm doing and that's so powerful in itself.
0: Yeah. Mm. And um we're talking about, I guess, the grief and with other I guess you mentioned with motherless daughters. Yeah. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, with those things, they, you know, we're all going to... At the end of the day, it's the one common thread, I think, with him. We're all going to lose something and mm-hmm. we're all going to, um, you know, go through this grief. Yeah. And it's more about, you know, that common thread about, you know, we can power and get through mm-hmm. this. And in some ways, it's never going to yeah. really fully be okay. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to really repair yourself mm. with that in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With, like, grief itself is mm-hmm. a... I mean... Oh, it's such a hard one because it's because we've all gone through it. But people mm-hmm. just think that we can, you know, we can say goodbye, have a funeral, that's it, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we move on. Um, yeah. How do you think people can help themselves in that, and then mm. the environment around them as well?
1: Yeah, well, th- I ha- we'll have a whole chapter dedicated to yeah. this in my book. Well, can you give too um, much away <laughs> with that? Either? Well, I just <laughs> like I sort of say we have to look at grief from this. Uh, perception that it's gonna be there for a while and yeah. it's gonna linger and for those first couple of weeks it's just like surround yourself with the people that you need mm. and don't be afraid to reach out as well yeah. too because i think i didn't do that when i lost mum.
0: yeah i was so just th- like is that that you mentioned before you had that um <coughs> unresolved grief mm-hmm. so that's that reaching out part yeah
1: yeah, yeah reach out like people are going to be there for you yeah but also realize that There comes a a point where these people won't be around because they've got their lives to to go on with and that's okay. Mm. But, like, you keep doing the grief thing. And I say the grief thing because it is, because I remember there was weeks where I couldn't stomach food.
0: Mm.
1: I couldn't stomach food and I was just, like, stuck in my bedroom. Yeah. And I feel like the psychologists and the doctors, they prepare you for the first couple of weeks after someone dies but they don't prepare you long term. Yeah. So I think if anyone has lost somebody, don't think of grief as a short term thing. It's going to be a long term thing. Yeah. We never really get over a loved one.
0: We get told that, you know, this is um, you know, this is going to subside and you mm. know you'll be okay, but really.
1: Oh, that's like what is that positive it's like that's really toxic. The to toxic say. positivity. Yeah, 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 yeah That's
0: yeah, it really is. toxic yeah. to say to somebody. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so super toxic. It's like, so like,
1: toxic. I would um, never say that to a friend. I would never say it'll like it'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: no, it's not going to be okay, and that's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's okay to have this feeling of yeah. grief and this. This, this hurt, yeah, access. yeah, because in the end, sometimes, like you said, you can your way of helping other people is the way you're healing from it, and yeah, moving on with it, exactly, as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The book, what's going on there? <laughs> the <laughs> <book>. I manifested <laughs> How that. How much could you, can you give <laughs> yeah, up?
1: yeah. I mean, I can talk about it. Um, so I just handed in the manuscript last yeah. week, so it's crazy, yeah. be released next year, but the book's going to be a book for. I say women with an X because I'm inclusive of the trans community and non-binary community. So, I've made a book for women where it's just going to be like a little resource book talking about grief, talking about breakups, like love, talking Mm. about intuition, manifestation. Everything that I promote on social media, it's going to be this amazing resource book. It's going to be, like, in my eyes, amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited.
0: Um. So almost like that self – I I, I, hate, I shouldn't hate using it because people – I think blokes mm. especially should read self-help. Yeah, but like, it is. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah more of that. 100% self-help. That yeah. yeah. It's, that's amazing. I know. Good it's take. really
1: cool and I've signed to like a really big publisher. So mm. who
0: knows? HarperCollins, someone like that. Um, Simon <laughs> & <and> Schuster. <laughs> yeah. They're really
1: big, which is really cool. So yeah. when they approached me, they were the only publishing firm that said, if you could write a book, what would you write a book on? And I was like, well – I'm actually a writer, so I've got all the things on my laptop now. This is what I would write a book yeah. on. Whereas I had four other publishers reach out and say, we want you to write a book on spirituality. And I'm like, yeah, I could, but that's just not... not that's only one do. aspect of me. Like, I've got so much to give. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The book's like, it's been a really cool process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have,
0: do you draw back on much of your own experiences within it? Like Yeah, y- yeah. Yep. So, yep.
1: each chapter is sort of... It'll be like mm. spirituality and I'll talk about my journey with yeah. spirituality and then like give you the tools mm. which is really cool.
0: That's unreal. Yeah. People get a lot out of that, I think. Like I
1: think so, yeah. Um
0: you know, it's not just the resource where I love books like that where it's um, you know, here are the tools, this is what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But this but on the other side of it's like, Well, this is my story and this yep. is what I went through and a lot of people because we're all humans, we all go through the same shit at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether we like it or not, like grief, like loss. Yeah, you know, yeah. We all go through this stuff, and it's amazing that you can be so transparent about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So the book is going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm so Have
0: you got a name for it yet, or?
1: I can't tell you the name. <laughs> we just confirmed. We get an inside of scoop, <laughs> and we'd be on
0: like the Daily Mail or something. <laughs> Uh, no,
1: I can't tell the title just yet. Just, but yet. I've seen the front cover and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be crazy." <laughs> so, yeah. do you have a rough date? Sorry, next. Um, it'll be March next year. March next year. Yeah,
0: wonderful, perfect. I know. Perfect. Um, where do you see yourself ten years from now?
1: Good question. Where do you see hopefully this Lyra
0: Potter and her brand and every, like yeah, in general going? In
1: general, well, I'd love to think I'd be like I don't know in a like beautiful little home with like my family. Mm. have some babies yeah yeah i'm like i don't know i feel like i'm gonna tick a lot of career things off over the next couple of years but it's gonna get to a point where it's like yeah i'm ready to like settle properly now <laughs> so i don't know like i'm yeah i think in 10 years time who knows
0: yeah who knows who it knows
1: yeah but hopefully like babies <laughs>
0: <laughs> So families on the edge yeah for yeah sure. yeah do you think this will ever like subside like the whole uh, the, the the notoriety, the influence, you know, the, the fame. Do you think that's ever going to... What do you want it to subside? And is there going to point where you're going to have a family It's like, you know, maybe I just need to really go full settle down or is it something that you see um, really having a big point in your life?
1: I think it's going to be a big point in my life. I just can feel it and know it. Yeah. I don't want the momentum to stop. And I'm, that may sound really like ego-driven, but I don't. Like I just think <laughs> I'm in a super unique position to be able to like do what I'm doing,
0: mm.
1: like why wouldn't I want it to stop? Like I want it to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Like this year, I want to end up on TV. Like I'm like I'm manifesting big.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And behind that, there'd be like yeah, it's a goal. Yeah, manifestation. It, yeah. Goal. yeah. 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 Where you want to, you really want it something you can go ahead and get it, and it seems like this is just you, like genuinely, This is the stuff you wanted to do and yeah, part of your life. And exactly. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: little Alira growing up. Like mm. this
0: is all the stuff that I wanted to do and I'm here. Yeah. Mm. It's hard and it's great like there's that genuine side of it. I could see it. Like people can knock it as much as they want. Like, mm. oh, like you know that influence. it gets that shade, it that does. influence of life <clears throat> and like stuff like that. But what there there's I talk about my mates a lot, if there's like um we we say it's all for show, like sometimes like yeah, a yeah. joke and it's within the male crowd, that's a part of my psyche. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you know, um there's that and it, for people, social media um, can hide a lot of that um, that lens and that barrier. Mm-hmm. Like with people who on the surface can uh, just look like that, but mm-hmm. are they really like that? And I also try to think the people that are really like that are the ones mm-hmm. who are genuine and use this thing for good and they keep yeah. the momentum rolling. And they're the ones who still get a voice and still, still get notoriety in a positive way. And the other ones will just filter out themselves, much like people's real lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always find that the ones are genuine other ones are going to continue that growth. And I think that you're going to definitely be one of those, Alira. I hope so. Yeah. Now, for anyone out there, I guess how they want to connect with you, how can they, you know, hit hit up with you as a client or just want to follow your socials? What are the details, Alira?
1: Um, Just hit me up on the gram, (laughs) alira.com. The gram. The gram. Um, But that has all my like contact details and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was kind of through you on the bus there. Are you actually looking for clients at the moment? Oh yeah, I'm the book's closed. Yeah, I'm open to
1: anything at the moment, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Nah,
0: wonderful. Lyra, I've had an amazing time chatting. I hope you've had a great time yeah. as well. I really thank you for jumping on a chat with Pat.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. You <laughs>